Welcome to Helping Challenging Children. This podcast is for adults who want to understand why children behave the way they do and how to support them to increase their ability to self-regulate and to become more independent. My name is Dr. Pat McGuire. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician who and I have been working with these children for over 30 years, and I can tell you that with the right support, they all do great. So enjoy these podcasts, and hopefully you learn a little bit each time. Today we're going to talk about concussions and behavior problems in children. Have you ever hit your head on a car door? and a few hours later noticed that you didn't remember something that happened within the last few hours, chances are you had a concussion. The definition of a concussion is a temporary unconsciousness or confusion caused by a blow to the head. According to the CDC, it is caused by a bump, blow, or jolt to the head, or by a hit to the body that causes the head and brain to move rapidly back and forth. The key feature is that the head is involved. Did you know that the highest rate of emergency room visits for traumatic brain injuries and concussions are a mild form is in the zero to four age group. Right after that comes the 15 to 19 year old group. And after that is the 20 to 24 year old group. Estimates of the prevalence of LCHI, which are lifetime concussion head injuries, ranged from 3.6 to 7.0% for children aged 3 to 17, and from 6.5% to 18.3% for adolescents 13 to 17 years old. 10 to 20% will go on to have a post-concussive syndrome. Between 14 and 29% of children with any mild traumatic brain injury will continue to have post-concussive symptoms at, at three months. The causes of the injury are due to a combination of the impact itself, how the head and neck move, how stiff or rigid the area around the head and the neck are, and how the brain tissues are affected at a macroscopic, which means eye level vision, and microscopic, which means the need to use a microscope to see the damage. From these changes, the brain then responds by structural damage, such as torn blood vessels or damaged nerve fibers, and functional changes, such as how well the blood flows through the area and what happens to the child's alertness and confusion. So now you're gonna ask me, what are the immediate symptoms of a concussion? Good question. Immediately after a a head injury, you may hear the child complaining of headache, nausea and or vomiting, blurred vision, fatigue or drowsiness, and concentration and or memory problems. Now, some will take a few hours to show up. Some will be seen immediately, especially if there's a brief uh, level of unconsciousness. So do you know how long concussion symptoms last? Well, it's longer than you think. For people who have had no previous or only one previous concussion, the median time for the symptoms to resolve is 12 days. 
If a person has had two or more previous concussions, the mean or average amount of time to recovery increases to 24 days. The median or mid number of time is 28 days. And if the person has had at least one other concussion in the previous year, it increases to a median of 35 days to resolve the symptoms. When looking at children with concussions, three out of four children had symptoms at one week. One out of three had symptoms at four weeks. And one out of seven had symptoms at three months. Children with persistent symptoms beyond the average time for concussion and definitely longer than a month are now suffering from what's called post-concussive syndrome. These symptoms can go on for months to even years after the initial trauma. So what are the continued problems after a concussion that are also found in post-concussive syndrome? Many are continuations of the initial symptoms. And the, these would be headaches, dizziness, fatigue, and concentration or memory problems. But you also find anxiety and insomnia, irritability, uh, the child being argumentative and stubborn, suspiciousness, behavioral and emotional changes, and noise and light sensitivity. The symptoms of irritability, being argumentative and stubborn, and suspiciousness can lead to many issues at home and school with adults feeling like the child is manipulating the situation, being oppositional and defiant. This is where the behavioral issues come in and the child can be emotionally traumatized by the adult responses if they don't understand why that's happening. The reality is that there has been damage to the brain and it is still inflamed as it tries to heal. Some scars develop on the damaged areas of the brain, which may require the brain to create new nerve pathways to make sense of what the child is experiencing. Factors that might delay recovery include if your child has a history of a previous concussion or other brain injuries, neurologic or mental health disorders, learning difficulties, and or family and social stressors. Adults, meaning parents and teachers, need to understand these problems and to adjust for the child. They need to be more patient. They need to help the child when he asks to compensate for what is no, no longer under his control. So how do you help your child after a concussion? Talk with your child's school about the expected duration of the symptoms. Make sure that they understand that it could be anywhere from a couple of weeks to a few months. Avoid activities that put your child at risk for another injury to the head and brain. Return to school gradually. If the child's still having symptoms, you don't want to put them into a, an eight-hour-a-day classroom where they have to stress to try to concentrate and also deal with the irritability that goes along with sensory issues, especially noise and uh, light sensitivity. So while they're in school, if the symptoms do not worsen during the activity, then the activity is okay for your child. If the symptoms worsen, 
cut back on that activity until it is tolerated. Request a 504 plan of accommodations for why your child has symptoms. One request would be for less homework or even no homework. Another would be to provide extra help to make sure he understands what is being taught. The teacher may need to reteach materials that he may not remember anymore. And the school may need to provide rest periods due to increased problems with fatigue and sleep problems at night if this is present. At home and school, put everything in a visual format as well as telling him. Visual formats will allow him to go back and look when he can't remember what he needs to do. If he has problems remembering household routines, make a visual schedule of what to do, in what order, and when during the day or week. Pictures in addition to writing or instead of will help more than understanding what he is reading, especially if the left side of the brain is where the concussion occurred. The left side of the brain is where the language and the skills of reading are stored. Repetition with patience is needed since he doesn't want to feel lost or irresponsible. Rest for both the brain and the body is extremely important for the healing process. If your child has problems going to sleep, you may want to talk to his doctor about medication until your child is doing better on his own. Make sure to use proper sleep hygiene. This means there are no electronics in the bedroom since it overstimulates the brain and the light causes the brain to delay producing melatonin, a natural sleep aid. Having a slightly cooler room is more favorable to sleep, just like you would see with bears hibernating in the winter. Be supportive of any fears he may have and accommodate, such as dim lighting, keeping the door open, and checking under and around things to look for monsters and other things that could be fearful. Choosing brain-helping food is also vital for brain healing. Examples of this would be fruits, which have many anti-inflammatory properties and will aid in healing, vegetables that again have nutrients and anti-inflammatory properties, and fish with omega-3 fatty acids, which helps with brain healing. If your child is a vegan, you can get him uh, omega-3 fatty acids from flaxseed and chia seeds. Exercise is essential for good health. After a concussion, however, the type and amount of exercise need to be looked at closely. Avoid contact sports until all symptoms are gone. However, the child should be encouraged to be active, such as running, walking, swimming, or any activity or sport that is low risk for additional concussions. Exercise releases good hormones and increases the blood flow and therefore oxygen to the brain, which aids in healing. The more concussions a child has, the more residual problems he will have in academics, social relationships, work, and mental health. Some children, especially those with repeated concussions, may benefit from medication to help stabilize emotions, irritability, and concentration. The stress of a mild head injury can lead to anxiety or depression based on how frustrated the child gets in trying to function 
as before, even though his brain is not what it was before. Counseling may also be helpful, but you must make sure that the therapist understands the impact of concussions, mild head injuries, and doesn't treat your child like a behavior problem. It's very important as we consider our call to actions this week into looking at how to advocate for children who have had concussions and other traumatic brain injuries. While they look fine on the outside, their brain is struggling to make sense on the inside. For more information about concussions and other traumatic brain injuries, check out the Brain Injury Association of America at www.biausa.org. Take care of your head and those of your children.